0: And welcome back to the Out To Be Podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi, and we've got a solo episode for you today. So on this week's episode and next week's episode, they're going to be kind of like part one and part two, but more so just along the same thread inspired by each other. Both of these episodes are inspired by my last course launch from Stress to Success and some things I learned from it, particularly what happened at the end where I intentionally asked for feedback from those who were, you know, perusing the emails, clicking the sales page, but didn't enroll in the course. So both episodes are inspired by this feedback, both some actual feedback that I got that I want to talk about, and that's going to be on next week. But today's episode is going to be about feedback in general, and when should we actually ask for feedback, what do we do with feedback that we get but we didn't ask for, and Things like that. Now we've talked about this a little bit before on the podcast, but I think it's really important because as women in the music industry, I honestly think that we tend to get more criticism and feedback than we necessarily even want or ask for. And if you're a man listening, maybe this also resonates with you. But I know for my women out there that sometimes it feels like, oh my gosh, why do either other women or men feel like they have to tell me what I'm doing is wrong or tell me how I could be doing better when I didn't even ask them. So today I want to talk a little bit about that because there's really something to be said for kind of blocking out the others, blocking out comparisonitis, blocking out what other people are doing and really just staying forward on your path and what feels aligned. And there's also something to be said for figuring out where you can improve and where you can do better for your fans and where you can make more money and things like that. So the question becomes, how do we balance on this tightrope? Like, how do we figure out when we're supposed to or when we are better served by staying in our lane and not really like seeing what other people are doing and not asking a million coaches and a million people for feedback? And when should we actually get advice, get feedback, get help and support? When you're starting out on your journey. So. Now, of course, before we dive in and get into the juicy stuff, I'll just say that this episode is primarily just my opinion based on what I've learned and experienced in the music industry. But the bulk of my opinion is really gonna be figure out what feels best for you. So that's that's like a thread that we're gonna follow around this. But I'm also gonna walk through in very specific circumstances, how we can tell and how we can navigate through this. And by the way, if you hear some banging in the background, that is my puppy playing with a toy don't mind him. (laughs) I hope you can't hear it, but just in case you do. Okay, so let's dive in. So pretty much with almost anything we could be doing as a musician, there's also a space where we could either be consuming too much or we could be asking for too much feedback. So those are the two extremes, right? Like the non-extreme would be asking for feedback and consuming for inspiration or for knowledge-based purposes. The extremes would be too much consuming that you're not putting things into action or too much feedback that you're not putting things into action or more so like you're so focused in perfectionism. The feedback is so much that you're maybe either trying to get it perfect, or you're literally just confused because you're getting so much varying feedback and you don't know exactly what to implement, exactly who to listen to, that you are not putting things into action. So as you can see, both of these things will lead you in a place of paralysis, confusion most likely, and overall just feeling like you are not able to move forward with what you want to do. So on the one extreme of consuming too much now at the end of the day these things are very similar so i want to say that up front like because the result is similar that you're not putting it into action and in both instances you are um in a way getting feedback or learning things there's a difference between the two and i'm going to distinguish that but i do understand that they're very similar and and that's why i want to talk about it because the result is similar And that's a result that we don't want. The ultimate result that we want is to be able to move forward with clarity and confidence with whatever we're doing. So let's take that one extreme of feeling like we are in a zone where we're listening, consuming, getting inspiration. Now this is going to apply in various different ways. When it comes to writing music, it might look like listening to a bunch of your favorite artists, or maybe going on a music discovery and allowing that to be as inspiration for what you're writing and what you're creating. Now the extreme of that would be that you're listening to so much music that you're not actually able to get through to your voice. You're not able to actually hear what you want to say and what you want to put out there. And when you do create, it sounds so much like stuff that already exists that you end up not really using it. Or if you use it, it's not really resonating with people too much because it just sounds like copycat, right? So as I go through these, I want you to ask yourself, what is resonating with you? And maybe write it down if you notice something that I bring up or that I say today that's really sticking out to you. So that's one thing when it comes to, for instance, songwriting. So we'd wanna watch out for that because if we are listening so much to other people, we're not gonna be able to get through to our own voice. It can also come into play with social media. Let's say we're trying to create our own brand and set up our own social media presence. But we're looking to other artists in the music industry and it's the same thing. There's a line where on the one hand, we can look at others, do like a quick look, maybe look at a couple profiles, see the content they're putting out, see what they're doing, get some inspiration from that. And then there's the extreme where you are looking at every artist you've ever known. You're looking at every friend, you're going deep into their content and then you start to second guess yourself and feel like, oh my gosh, how can I even do this? Or you create a brand or a persona that isn't actually you, but really is just like taking on the energy or the same look or the same feel or the same way you talk as someone else. So that would be the extreme. But of course there is a validity towards that. And like, I think in some ways in general, like I myself as a music career coach, I will mute some people who I see their content and I feel like it's either kind of similar to mine or sometimes I'll even feel like, and I'm just going to be totally honest here, I'll feel like, hmm, I did that first and now it feels like this, co- this person is like, um, not outright copying me, but like getting extreme inspiration from what I said. And there's nothing wrong with that because you can learn from every individual person. Every individual person is going to have something unique to say, even if they're just spinning off a uh, similar idea that someone else has already talked about. But I find it unhealthy to be stuck in a place where I'm thinking about that. Like, I just want to not worry about, unless someone's blatantly copying me, but I think if they're blatantly copying me, it's going to get back to me anyway. So I don't want to be thinking about what other people are doing too much in this space. I want to be aware of what's going on. Like, we should all be aware of the trends in the music industry and the new features on Instagram and how people might be using it. And like I said, get inspiration from that. And I think we can get a lot of inspiration from our friends and use it in a healthy way. But if there are people who are either a little too close to home or you find yourself that you're like tending to like copy them or tending to do a lot of what they're doing or whatever it might be, maybe you need to create some space in between that. If you feel like you're constantly scrolling through social media and comparing yourself to others and we talk about comparisonitis a lot, so I'm not going to harp on it too much, but if you really feel like it's stopping you from finding your inner voice and really moving forward with confidence and clarity because instead you're doing so much consuming that you're not really sure what it is you should put out, you need to mute those people. You need to cut it out, stop the chatter, like stop the constant reel of information so that you can actually figure it out, figure out what it is that you want to say, what you want to do. Now, this can also happen when it comes to a million other things like crafting your strategy. So, this is maybe one of the biggest and broadest things, and there's a lot of things under there. So, as a musician, you write the songs, you have a social media profile, you're showing up as your brand, and under that, or next, or (laughs) you're going to do a bunch of things to move your career forward. And that's where some of the strategy comes. You're maybe going to plan a release, record music and plan a release. Maybe you plan gigs or a tour. Um, Maybe you've done both of those things and you're looking to get more press and grow your fan base, maybe whatever it is, right? There's a million things you could do, but those are three big things, especially where it's like, okay, I'm going to plan my release. How do I do this? So you Google all of the articles and you listen to all of the podcasts and you ask all of your friends and there's so much intake of information and all you're doing is reading, 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 consuming, 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 consuming that you don't actually implement or like I said you get very confused because you're getting so much and this is where it really does cross over to feedback like you're getting so much feedback or you're getting so much input from the articles you're reading or um, whatever it might be that you start to lose sight of what it is you actually should do now of course the line here is important because if you don't know how to release music or if you don't know how to get your song synced or whatever it might be There's always going to be a barrier of things we don't know. You're going to continue to grow as a person and as an artist, but as you get to each higher level and work to get to the next level, there's always going to be something you don't know. Now, when you don't know that thing, the key though is, are you staying in a place where you're just doing so much research about this thing that you're not implementing it? Or are you doing the appropriate amount of research, asking, listening to podcasts, getting inspiration, and then going ahead and taking action. So I want you to use this as a little bit of a kick in the butt. See what's landing right now and notice if this is resonating with you. Oh, I just realized that, yeah, in this area of my life or in my music career, I am actually doing a lot of waiting and stalling and researching and and listening and consuming, 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 but I'm not putting things into action and I should just go and put things into action. So keep this in mind, it's so important I always encourage my clients to take messy action. And one of my most recent one-on-one clients who signed with me, she came to me with this exact issue saying, I just feel like I have learned so many things and so many people say, do this, do this, do this, do that, do that, do that, that I feel paralyzed and I wanna make more money with my music. I wanna grow my fan base. I wanna get myself out there, but I just am losing sight as to how I can do that given all of the input that's coming in. So do the appropriate amount of work, but stay in touch with yourself, stay on top of yourself, and know that you need to take action at some point. Once you know the basics or once you know the first step, go ahead and implement it and then move on from there. Because as I've said, we all need an appropriate amount of learning and researching and consuming and inspiration and things like that. And it's worth mentioning as well that in general, we will go through ebbs and flows of these phases. Sometimes we'll be in much more of a place of just like consuming and observing and whatnot. And sometimes it's going to be more of a place of straight up implementation. But we don't want to go to like either extreme where we're blocking out one or the other. So notice what's come up for you so far in this episode and ask yourself if you need to take messy action right now and if you're staying too much in the implementation or if you could use a little bit more inspiration to get the wheels turning as well and stop you from staying stuck. Because sometimes we're just go, go, going too much. We're doing too much implementation and going so crazy with the strategy and we're so in our heads and we're not just like living our lives and having fun and observing what is around us and connecting with people that we actually are limiting ourselves in that way because we're not inspired and we're not able to branch out and we're not able to get new ideas and things like that. So we need to find the balance there. Now, what about when it comes to getting feedback from other people? And Wow, Ziggy wanted to make an appearance on the podcast, so that's him. Um, (laughs) So what I mean when I talk about feedback, like I said, it's related to everything we've talked about so far, but I want to talk about a little bit more in-depth feedback, like when you are talking specifically with another person who is giving you advice or criticism, whether it's constructive or not, on what you're doing. And like we've established so far, it's important to be able to have clarity on your own path and not always be seeking validation or inspiration from other people in order to start to implement things, right? So that's going to apply as well when it comes to getting feedback from others. But as everything we've talked about so far, it is a fine line because I truly believe that working with a coach or mentor and getting feedback and advice from them is something that can absolutely change your life. But at the same time, if you are getting constant feedback or criticism or quote-unquote advice from people who don't know your industry as well or don't know what you're doing as well or I'm just going to be blatant here. Let's say you're a woman in music and um, a man is trying to give you advice just without you actually asking for it. Sometimes they're just coming from a different perspective. They don't have the experience that you've had. Like obviously I'm being super general here because we can get even more niche than this, but like Men and women can have different experiences, as can rock singers and metal singers, as can, you know, pop and folk, like you can put whatever it is, but some people just don't have the same experience as you. And so, well, sometimes their experience and sharing their story and potentially giving advice can help. It also is not helpful when someone who doesn't know your experience is trying to um, impose theirs on you and give you advice based on theirs. So let's dive into this now. So essentially, I think you should be taking feedback from people when you are asking for it. (laughs) So let's do the short of it first. If you're not asking for feedback, if you have not actually approached someone and asked for feedback and they're giving it to you, first of all, let's just say this. I really think that it's important for you to ask for someone's permission to give you feedback. So if somebody is asking your permission to give you feedback, which I hope that they are, you can say no. If they just give it, you can say, thanks, I'm not really looking for feedback or advice right now, but, you know, I'll reach out when I am, or you could just leave it at that. Thank you, I'm not really looking for feedback or advice right now. Um, we could talk about something else, depending on the context of the conversation, of course. And I understand that sometimes when you get feedback that is unsolicited, or even that you've asked for and you don't feel great about it, it's like, crap, well, what of this do I actually take? What do I, like what is helpful, what is not helpful. And we can talk about that perhaps on another episode or maybe at the end of this, we'll see how this rant goes. (laughs) But it's so important though, to set a boundary. If somebody is trying to tell you what to do or give you advice that you're just not open to right now, set the boundary and say no, because it's really draining to get feedback or criticism when you're not actually even looking for it, because then it's, it's, As humans, no matter how much personal work you've done, it's normal and natural for us to start overthinking things and wonder, what should I implement? What should I take of that? Oh, I feel the urge to respond immediately and defend myself maybe, or explain myself more when, especially if you didn't ask for this, you don't have to fucking do that. Okay? So (laughs) that's like, that's my rant on that. But if you are talking with someone, uh, practice what I, well, I should, I practice what I preach. I try to practice what I preach. I'm not saying practice what I preach, but if you want to preach the same thing of like I don't want people to just give me unsolicited feedback, then practice that when it comes to you giving that as well. And if you have the urge to give someone feedback or give someone advice, maybe just simply ask them first. "Hey, is it okay if I share a story that I went through with you? It might be helpful." Or, "Hey, do you mind if I share some advice that just popped up right now that, you know, I thought might be helpful for you?" But give them the opportunity to say yes or no because, you know, if that person's not outwardly asking you for your advice, they might not want to hear it. <laughs> and it might just be too stressful for them right now if they're trying to control what's coming in and what's coming out, as I'm encouraging you to do in this episode. Now, when when should we be asking for advice? I think you should be asking for advice or feedback or help in the following situations. Number one, when you are simply super unclear about what you're doing (laughs) and how to move forward. So this sort of ties into the learning thing. I think it's really helpful to learn on your own and to do a lot of independent learning and research, but I also think that getting a coach or mentor, asking for help, paying for help really, in those situations is insanely helpful and is gonna help you move forward faster. In those situations, it's really important to find a coach or a mentor who works for you, who is aligned with your values and what you stand for, and who is going to that who you trust is going to get you the results and give you the honest feedback that you need and are looking for when it's right a good coach will be able to figure out like when to be a hard ass (laughs) like anyone who works with me knows that I have my moments where I'm a hard ass and I say hey you're making excuses you need to just get this done or hey we need to deal with this thing right now instead of just beating around the bush and avoiding it or hey let's get going on this like stop with this stop with this limiting mindset let's work through it let's do this work and let's not ignore this problem but sometimes it requires a lot of compassion and just listening and allowing your clients to work through things by just talking about it and getting it out and and doing the almost like verbal work that they need to do. I'm a very audible I don't I forget what you call it, audible processor, I think that's what you call it. Sometimes when I just talk to my coach, I just talk and talk and talk and then I'm like, "Oh, I figured it out. I don't even need them to say anything." Um but that's important for me and it's important it's important for me to have someone on the other end who knows when to listen and when to give advice and help and work through this. I as a coach that's something that I practice every day. Um I'd like to think I sh- I've struck a brilliant balance of it, but you know, I'm always learning. I'm always reading the room. I'm always reading the energy of my clients and looking to do what's best for them. And I will always ask as well if I feel it's necessary Do you want feedback right now? Where do you need support right now? How do you need support right now? So that I can give them the best support warranted, even though they've hired me as someone to guide them through this. Now, I also think on that note that it's important to ask for feedback and advice if you are launching a new product or service or whatever. And I know those words when it comes to music are kind of like, what do you mean product or service? But I literally mean when you are going to launch a new album or release a new album rather, or launch a Patreon or do something like that. It's really important to get feedback from your audience. I have a couple clients who have their own music studios as well. So they, um, do courses. Like one of my clients, Hope Litwin, she's amazing. Shout out to Hope. She runs a songwriting course as well as a music production course. So it's a group course, so it's not one-on-one lessons, it's a group course and when you're doing a group course, of course you have to have many people who are interested and you have to have somewhat of a structure um, so that they know what they're getting themselves into. So when you're doing that, when you're coordinating that and you're pricing it out and you're figuring out how long is it gonna go, how many weeks, what are they gonna learn? That's something that you want feedback on. You want to do market research. Market research is when you basically just reach out to the people you know and your social media following and your email list or whoever it might be, and you ask them, hey, can you tell me your experience about this? Can you give me your feedback on um, this type of program. Does this sound interesting to you? Do you prefer to learn this way or that way? Would you want to be in a group? Would you want to be one-on-one, et cetera? So you're looking to get their feedback on, and their experience, but also their feedback on like, what are they struggling with? And what are you doing? Um, and could that be supportive to them, Right. So that's another reason that you'd want to do market research and that's because you want to launch something with the most confidence and clarity and you want to launch something that's actually going to appeal to other people. So that's really important. You don't want to put something out there and spend all of your time and energy arranging, planning, etc. Something that people don't actually want. Now when it comes to an album we don't really do market research for albums but even still if you want to do a little like let's say you have a bunch of songs ready and you're just not sure which ones to choose. Maybe you could reach out to your Patreon people and say hey vote on a song vote on the bonus track for this album or maybe you reach out to your musical mentors and you say hey I'd love feedback on you know the instrumentation for the song or what should go on the album or whatever it is. But make sure that you're very clear on what your ask is because keeping it too general is going to leave room for that unwanted feedback to come in. So make sure you're really specific as to what the ask is and what the answer you um, are looking for is in terms of like, I I want a response on like this song or that song. I don't want comments about what I should have done differently in them. Cause that's not what we're talking about. The songs are finished. I just want you to vote this song or that song, which do you like better? So do you see what I'm saying here? I want you to get specific with your asks when it comes to these kinds of things so that you're not leaving room for that unwanted feedback. People are people. Honestly, you might get some unwanted feedback anyway. Sometimes you can't do much about it and it just kind of sucks. But in general, let's do everything we can to protect ourselves, protect our energy, as well as just clear the noise. Like. If you're asking for feedback on a specific thing, you should get feedback on that specific thing. This is going to allow us to put whatever we're putting out there, again, in the best way possible. If you're launching a Patreon and your perks are something that your current followers want nothing to do with, then how are you going to get Patreon subscribers? How are you going to get people following you and um, buying your stuff? You're not. So we want to pay attention to that beforehand. However, let's say you do release an album or a Patreon or... A course or whatever it might be, and it doesn't quite go as planned. That's also a great time to do market research. Now, I should actually mention that it doesn't have to just go as planned, it could have gone swimmingly. My course from stress to success, which I just launched for the third time in July 2020, so about a month after I'm recording this episode, we had a great launch. We had an awesome launch, but there were a good amount of people who did click on the enrollment page or like I said were opening my emails and clicking on my emails frequently but they didn't enroll. So I wanted to reach out and find out, "Hey, how can we make this better for you and or what are you looking for and how can we create something that is more aligned with what you're looking for?" Or maybe we already have something that actually is super aligned with what you're looking for. It's just not open right now, in which case we can direct you there and make sure you get enrolled at the right time. So If you are just launching something and you wanna do better, you wanna improve, you wanna spruce things up, you want to make sure that you are serving your audience in the best way possible, that's a great time to ask for feedback and do market research. What I did was I emailed those people who didn't buy but were um, clicking and enrolling and not enrolling, clicking on the enrollment page rather and opening my emails and I emailed them and I said, "Hey." I, you know, I know that you were looking at the course. I would love your feedback as to why you didn't buy where you're at right now and how we can do better for you. And I got some great feedback and I also got a lot of lessons to learn. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more next week. So that's a bit of a teaser because there were some things in there that I said, hey, I need to know what feedback to take and what feedback to leave. And we're going to talk about what feedback I was given without calling anyone out, (laughs) but I want to talk about this next week because it's really interesting where I got a very, very thorough email back from one person and it was so, I was so honored they took the time to write back, but I also noticed that the majority of the things they were saying actually didn't make a difference to me and they weren't really relevant to what I was doing or how I was going to move forward. However, when you get a long paragraph of somebody basically going deep into you should have done this or this didn't resonate or this makes me think that you're incompetent or whatever you might, might actually be said or you might infer from it. It can be hard to figure out how to let that roll off your back and how to know what of that to implement and take note of and what to not. So that's what I'm going to talk about next week. But I also got some really amazing feedback of people who said, hey, I just... Can't afford this right now. All right, so maybe we should be better about promoting the payment plan options that we have or implementing a payment plan option that works better for my, my followers and my community. And then I got some people who said, hey, I just think I'm actually good on this, but I wanna work with you in a higher capacity. And some of those people signed on with me one-on-one, right? If I hadn't reached out though, would they have had the opportunity or would they have come to me automatically or right away saying like, hey, I really love what you're doing, but I just feel like I need higher support then they wouldn't have had that conversation. They wouldn't have the opportunity, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to say to them, hey, I actually have a container for you that works much, much better and we can go so much deeper and it's gonna be way more aligned with where you're at right now than this course. So that is when I recommend getting feedback and that's when I recommend keeping track, watching yourself, knowing where's the fine line of getting too much feedback, doing too much consumption, too much, too much input, 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 input. And when I can actually use feedback for my benefit, when I should be asking for feedback and when I should be getting support from a coach um, or mentor or someone like. Of course, as I said, I am like all for getting a coach. I think that as a business owner myself, I'm pretty much always going to have a coach. I don't see any time in the near future where I won't have a coach because I've seen my growth um, just have exponential results since I've been working with a coach and I learn so much so much faster without a coach I would be asking myself so much questions and I would be stuck in the consumption place for so much longer because I'd be trying to learn everything on myself and I'd be in Facebook groups asking for advice all the time and In all of these other places where I'd be getting a variety of a ton of different feedback. Instead of just bouncing it off one person who really knows what they're talking about in the specific area I've hired them to coach me on, and be able to listen to their voice, listen to my voice a little bit more clearer, and then maybe get a couple other people's advice if needed before I make my final decisions. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. I want you to ask yourself as we come to the end, what resonated with you? Where are you today on the line of feedback um, versus going your own way and sticking to your own inner voice and being able to really listen to that? Ask yourself if you need to take more messy action or if maybe you do need to consider hiring a coach so that you can clear the feedback line up and have a clear connection to your inner voice and to the, the... education or knowledge that you are looking to build the skills that you are looking to build and everything like that I have my puppy on my lap now he's going a little crazy I don't know if you could hear him this whole time Ziggy say hi say hi Ziggy nope he won't bark he won't bark Ziggy say hi nope no more barking okay (laughs) but he's here in spirit I'll have to take a picture of myself recording this with him Thank you all for tuning in for today's episode. This was a fun one. Catch me next week, next Wednesday, for part two of this or tangent two of this, whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to be talking about some themes that came up from that feedback letter I got and empowering you in some ways that you might be surprised by. So tune in. I'll see you then. And otherwise... Screenshot this episode. Tag me on Instagram at Katie Zuccardi. Go ahead and share what your favorite part of this episode was, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezaccardi.com. See you next week.